You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 31. Is it safer to buy a new home versus an old home? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. podcast. Steve, we've had snow and this is the first year we put out outdoor lights and our snowman is on the ground and our penguin, I don't even know where a penguin is. Oh, he's out there. He's just covered in snow. Yeah, so much for big inflatables in Wyoming. Yeah, I I didn't think about when I set those up about plowing snow, so... Uh, yeah, hopefully we're done with snow for a little bit, but it's <laughs> December, so <laughs> yeah, welcome it's to technically it. not even winter yet, so I'm not going to get my hopes up, but yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea to put those inflatables out there, but it was fun while it lasted. It was for two weeks. <laughs> so t- we're talking about old home versus new home. And you and I have been looking a lot at the Facebook pages of all these big, gigantic old homes that, you know, 6,000 square feet in North Carolina for $130,000. And it looks good from the price to square footage standpoint. But the question that we're talking about today is, is it safer to buy a new home versus an old home? So it really depends on like you just said, if you're if you're buying a six thousand square foot home for one hundred and thirty thousand, I without even seeing a single picture could probably say it needs a lot of uh, updates and remodeling, and so it's it's tough to say. Uh, overall, I would say that a new home is a better bet, you know, per price per square foot, depending on where you live. But on the other hand, it, it's a it's a tough one to. To say, yeah, you know, is it safer to buy new than it is old? It's easy to say yes, but new homes can have mold issues. And ironically, so my second book that I wrote was, uh, it's actually called Toxic Mold in My Old Home. And the reason that I wrote that was so that 
you know, people could understand, you know, what what's the perks of having an older home versus a new home. And, you know, I, like I said, I ended up writing a whole book about it. So it's, it's actually a really good book. Um, it is available on Amazon. I don't have the audible version done on that one yet. So hopefully we'll have that by the first of the year, but, uh, it's a good book. Like I said, it's called Toxic Mold and My Old Home, and it's in ebook format, and you can buy a hard copy on Amazon. Awesome. So how how do we de- how are we defining old home versus new home? What what is an old home? When I wrote the book, uh, I was very clear, and, and by by today's standards, for the most part, um, you know, codes are always changing. But when I when I classify something as an old home, I'm saying anything built before 1978. And the reason I say that was in 1978, that's when in the United States, um, ACMs, which means asbestos-containing materials, you couldn't use those in in home-building products such as flooring, siding, insulation. Also, they uh, banned lead-based paint. So after 1978, in my opinion, this is the point where you know, the EPA is starting to get involved. Um, municipalities start writing codes, you know, for smoke detectors and things like that. So after 1978, which obviously in 2019, it's still improving. But for the most part, since 1978, if it was built then, the wiring for the most part, I would say, is updated. There shouldn't be any ACMs, no lead-based paint. So so that's what I'm what I mean when I say an old home built prior to that. So for our listeners, I'm one of them. I was born before 1978, so when I say you're old, that doesn't mean you as a person. <laughs> We're just talking about homes. So now, what on the flip side? What would you define as a new home? You know, some people say new home; they mean like new construction. Is that the only thing that is a new home? What? So when we talk about new home, yes, we're talking new construction. Okay. Uh, obviously, we could buy that house in North Carolina. That was built in 1910. It's a new home to us. But yes, when I say new home, I mean it was built more or less. You're the first people to live in it. Okay. So it was built 2018, 2019. So when I say new, that's what I mean by new. After 1978, I wouldn't say that's new. But when I refer to a new home, not what I mean is, is you're buying a brand new home. Okay. You're the first occupant. Okay. So, you know, lots of people look at the older homes. We've, we've looked at an older home that was much cheaper than what the homes are going for in this area. And they go, but I can get so much more for so much less money. And when you look at some of the older homes, they are built like brick houses. I mean, their foundations are better than I'd say brand new construction, hardwood floors throughout. But is it worth buying an older home for a cheaper price with the remodel aspect of it? A lot of that would depend on like we started the podcast with, you know, what what price you're paying. But beyond that, really, it, a lot of it matters. I mean, you can remodel anything if money's endless and you can do whatever you want on the other hand too it all depends like for for someone like us to buy an older home or something that needs to be remodeled isn't a big deal that's i mean i don't build homes for a living but that's what we do for a living that's what my mitigation side of the company does is we got property so it's the same principle that i've joked around about before like you know if i have a mold issue here i know a good mold guy so that kind of changes the aspect. So I call them weekend warriors. They're they're the they're the the people that their their dad's a contractor or they help their brother finish his basement. And on the weekends they think they're a contractor. 
And those people, and I'm not being rude, uh, you know, it's just, that's just how some people are. Those type of people, they might know a little bit, they might know a lot. And, and so a lot of that would vary, obviously, based on their experience. But as far as what they have to do on a new home, if, if you know, you could be a weekend warrior and say, hey, you know, I've, I've remodeled our home a couple times or previous homes. So you understand what you're getting into versus let's just say if we're a couple that, you know, we're two doctors and we have no knowledge in, in the construction industry. We might say, yeah, we can spend a ton of money, but all of it is going to someone else that we're having to pay to do all the work. So, so that's one thing you should consider also is, is what's your expertise? Um, what's your patience? <laughs> you, you know, if it's say a home that only has one bathroom, you know, are you okay with a bathroom that doesn't have flooring or it's functional, but it's not finished, I guess is the best way to say it. You know, are, are you okay with half of your home just having all the carpets tore out and whatnot? So, so there's a patience level on that too. You know, what are you okay with? Um, you know, it, it's something where, let's just say if it was a, if you're going to remodel an entire home and you have a basement, it's easy to say, okay, we're going to do the basement first and then kind of live out of there while we do the upstairs. So, so as far as, is it worth it? It really depends on what you're paying per square foot. So as we started the podcast, 6,000 square foot home for 130,000, uh, you could, in my opinion, you could probably put 100,000, 120,000 into that and you'd would more or less have what I would say is kind of like a brand new home. And so, so to me, that would be worth it. But on the other hand, let's just say you're buying a 2,500 square foot home, you're paying 250 and you still have to dump 80 grand into it. It might not be worth it. So, so look at the price tag and then your experience and how patient are you? If you know, if you can deal with a home that's tore apart. Well, I know you think it's also about really understanding what all is going to go into remodeling that house. In your book, Toxic Mold in My Old Home, you talk a lot about the differences between materials that were used before a certain time versus materials that are used and also why mold doesn't discriminate between old homes and new homes. So how do people get educated enough to be able to make a decision like old home versus new home when they don't necessarily know everything that's going to go into that? Well, like I said, by the book, that's a good start. Yeah. Um, you know, you can you can do your research online or whatnot, or you know, talk to a contractor. Um, you know, your friends, your buddies, whoever that you know are going to be straight shooters. And you know, speaking of that, obviously, I would hire an inspector to come in if you're buying an older home, and if if you have a lot of questions. Hire a specialist. You know, we just went and did a, a bid here in town. The guy hadn't even put the home under contract or anything. It had a major mold issue in the crawl space, which he didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. And it, it was it was pretty severe. And so he had us come in, you know, before he even put it under contract to know what he was getting into. So... Don't be scared in the purchasing process, even before you put an offer of getting other people involved and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to have, I want my contractor friend. Or if you don't know anybody in town, just call a contractor or look up, you know, a mold specialist and have them come over and consult with you. 
which brings up another thing. You know, we do phone consultations, and that is that is a great thing. You know, because I I can do it from my office, and you can be in Florida, and I can I can advise you on so many different things, even over the phone, not being there. You know, if you were to tell me it has all these issues, you know, I could tell you, hey. You might start tearing into this and you might run into a major mold issue. Make sure you're prepared for that. So just get the right people involved, like a contractor, inspectors. Um, you know, my latest book, that's it walks you through the home purchasing process. So make sure you get the right people involved. And that's how you can obviously get a better feel of what is going to go on. Because a lot of people, one thing they don't think of talking about the mold site is, is they just think, oh, well, we're just going to tear out the sheetrock or tear out the flooring or carpet. They don't consider the fact that there's there could be a mold issue there. And if you don't take care of that properly, you're going to have a major mold issue throughout your entire home and obviously it can affect your health. So that's one thing. That's why I always say mold is the gift that keeps giving. Um, be prepared if you do start tearing into something. If you come across mold, you need to get the right specialist in there to get it mitigated properly. Which, which makes a lot of sense. now, And I think people do think about, okay, if I'm buying a, a home that was built in 1865, I should get it inspected. But I also think a lot of people who are buying new construction think, oh, this house is brand new. It doesn't need a mold test. It doesn't need, it doesn't need any of that. What do you say to the people who are doing new construction? When I was doing home inspections, I dealt with this quite often. And, and Ironically, you know, once my name was out there, the realtors who did like me would tell their clients, yeah, we know it's new construction, but you should have an actual home inspector come in. Um, you know, a lot. I, I started doing a lot more new construction. And the, the benefit to that is, is so when you, when you do new construction, depending on where you live, everywhere is different, but you have whatever municipality it is, whether it's a city or county, they have codes that they inspect to. Um, you know, the closest town we have here, they don't even do that. So that's something you need to keep in mind. But anyhow, a code inspector, he's hired or she, they work for the city or the county. And their job is to go out there and make sure things are built to code. And at the end of the day, they don't really care. They, and I shouldn't say they don't care, but they're not focused on the safety aspect or the long-term uh, health of the home. So they just say, okay, yeah, these outlets were installed where they're supposed to be. They're GFCI protected and they just sign off. And after you've closed on the home or any time during it, but obviously it would make sense. Once you close on the home, let's say the county or city inspector didn't um, or passed off on the grading and drainage, which was it wasn't up to code. You can't go back and sue them. There, there's no liability on them. So bring in the a home inspector that's there to protect you, not sign off on a code sheet that says, yeah, you know, the builder can get a CO, which is certificate of, of, of occupancy. Um, and that way you can move in. So, yeah, always get an inspector in there. And, you know, one thing, that the way I could sell that I was going to charge the price I charged for the home inspection, I did a warranty inspection a couple months before the the one year warranty expired on the home. So, you know, that was something I offered to my clients where, Hey, I'm going to come back out there. I'll answer all the questions you have. I looked over the major issues like the roof and heating and stuff like that. Um, so 
you know, it's something that's well worth it. So I would, I would obviously recommend at least having a home inspector come in and, and do it. Absolutely. So, and the other question though is, you know, so often people get caught up in, in building a home. They get caught up in, you know, the construction company bringing them in to look at all the kind of granite countertops and colors and they get overwhelmed with the carpets and all that kind of stuff. And they don't seem to realize that different builders build at a different level of quality. What do you say to somebody who builds this brand new home? They get into the home, they realize that the quality isn't what they thought it was going to be. Is there any recourse for somebody who buys a new home and it turns out to be problematic? For the most part, unless you can prove negligence on the contractor, there's really not a whole lot you can do. You know, a good contractor would come in and say, okay, hey, you know, even whether it was his crews or it was subcontracted out like an electrician, a good contractor is going to come in and try to make it right. But at the end of the day, you're really, there's no recourse. Um, you know, we have lemon laws. Most states all have lemon laws for vehicles. And, you know, every state's a little bit different, but you have recourse when it comes to vehicles. Sadly enough, you know, you pay for a home that's probably 10 times the cost of a car and there isn't much recourse. And so, you know, there are things you can do. Um, you know, one thing I always hear and I kind of just chuckle at, and, and I explain this to you, but what, most people, what they say is, is we'll just call the Better Business Bureau. Well, what have I explained to you about the Better Business Bureau? Yeah, it's it's a pay to play. And I won't say scheme, but you basically pay to be in there. So right. they're only giving you information on people who paid their fees. Exactly. And, and, and what happens is, so you're paying, uh, which I used to be a member, and I figured out that it was not really worth it, but they give you a sticker and it says you're a member of the Better Business Bureau, but they have, they're not an enforcement agency. They're not, they have nothing to do with licensing. They're, they're, they're irrelevant. I mean, you can call and complain to the Better Business Bureau and then they do an investigation and that's how it changes your rating. But at the end of the day, when, when people go, we'll call the Better Business Bureau, you can call and file a complaint, but at the end of the day, there's really nothing they can do. But there are there are things, you know, if, if you're really having major issues, you know, you could maybe get a hold of the state and see in the licensing division, you know, if there's any formal ways that you can file a complaint against a general contractor. And you can, I'm sure you can do it in all states. I know you can do it here. And maybe the state could put some pressure on, maybe find the contractor or not renew their license. But for the most part, at the end of the day, there is no recourse. And that's why you should hire an inspector to come in. I mean, if you don't do that, at least have someone that's a consultant or somebody that is a third party, has no vested interest in anything, is not emotionally attached, bring them in and just see what they have to say before you sign that dotted line and you're stuck now with a home that's problematic. So at the end of the day, going back to the, the title of this episode, is it safer to buy a new home or an old home? I, I Like I said, it's, a, it's not a, a binary thing. I can't say, yeah, it's safer. No, it's not for either or. But for the most part, yes, if you're buying brand new, unless you had a terrible contractor, when it comes to mold, you're probably bearing better off buying buying brand new but on the other hand like i said it's it's not a yes or no 
answer. It, it just make sure you get the proper professionals involved and see what they have to say. That's a good point. And if you are going to be tempted by the $120,000 house built in 1910, that's 6,000 square feet, just go watch Tom Hanks' Money Pit and you will change your mind. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. <laughs>